Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Put the excuses away. The Heat are just better than the 76ers. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. know when Joel Embiid became the center of the basketball universe. I don't know when in this NBA solar system Joel Embiid became the sun, the entity that everything revolves around, but I know that last night Charles Barkley, Spiro Ditas, Chris Haynes, Grant Hill, That entire TNT broadcast crew made themselves sound unadulterated levels of silly trying to make excuses for Joel Embiid. I want everybody to get this into their heads right now, okay? After a 35-point win and the Heat on the brink of heading to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe, just maybe, it's time to finally realize that Joel Embiid, or no Joel Embiid, the Heat are better. Ken Levick alive here on a Wednesday on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker, and a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the refreshingly cool and very pleasant intracoastal shout-out atmosphere. Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz running this thing until 2 o'clock. That is why we said on Monday, despite the struggles and the frustration, the Heat were not in trouble because we knew that this series was going to FTX Arena where as many times as the 76ers fans on social media want to point out the empty seats uh, at tip-off, even though that happens everywhere, as much as they want to point it out, there are no championship banners to be hung for getting to the arena on time for tip-off. Where championship banners are hung is when you have a well-constructed team with elite players, and the Heat have more elite players. Do they have the most elite? No. Do they have more? The answer is yes. Are they a better team? Yes. And they play better at home. The Sixers have been miserable playing at FTX Arena in this series. Embiid or no Embiid, the Heat were better. The Heat are better. And this is why the Heat were not in trouble after the series got tied 2-2. It was out there for everyone to see last night, Stone. Yeah, they sent a message simply. Each starter in double figures... Each bench player scoring buckets, 6-0 at home. Like, we showed the depth. It was a dominant game from start to finish. Like, every question that anybody had about he got answered in one game last night. Philly was not ready. They were not supposed to be on the court. And the Heat just flexed their muscles, plain and simple. But, but if you listen to what was said on the TNT broadcast last night, the Heat had nothing to do with the win. <laughs> they won by 35 but it wasn't the Heat because Joel Embiid is apparently the magnet that generates all the energy in the NBA universe. 
I didn't realize that Joel Embiid was the love child of Wilt Chamberlain, that he had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's genetics and DNA. I didn't realize that Joel Embiid is basically the equivalent of basketball Christ, for those of you that believe in that sort of thing. I had no idea that he was the greatest single organism to ever take to the NBA hardwood. Because if you were listening to the TV broadcast last night on TNT, it was nonstop Joel Embiid. Everything revolved around Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel Embiid. Uh, he's he's just not feeling good. Joel Embiid. He's taking uh, a beating. He's taking a beating out there. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid. And it moved past, though, the physical limitations of Joel Embiid. Listen, we know. We have had it blasted into our face like a Pascal Siakam elbow to the orbital bone over the last nine days, okay? We know that Joel Embiid is hurt. Before the orbital bone fracture... And the concussion, it was the thumb. Yeah. And what a warrior. This man, there's always something laid out for Joel Embiid as to why uh, he's going to be limited or as to why he might not play to what everybody's expectation should be for Joel Embiid. It has become increasingly clear that Joel Embiid is just going to get passes and have excuses made for him because if it's not one thing, It's another thing. If it's not that thing, it's another thing. He has been injury-prone through his entire career. Joel Embiid is tough. Joel Embiid is tough. And I admire him for playing through what he's playing through right now. But you cannot sit there and observe Joel Embiid and sing his praises and throw roses on the stage at him without acknowledging that the man is made porcelain and he has been since he stepped foot in Lawrence Kansas as a Jayhawk and it's continued into the NBA because if it's not his feet it's his knee if it's not his knee it's his back if it's not his back it's his face if it's not his face it's his thumb every single season it's something with Joel Embiid so is he a warrior sure is he courageous absolutely is he injury prone absolutely so if we're gonna have this narrative about how tough Joel Embiid is in this mountain that he has to climb, then we also have to acknowledge that he is made of porcelain. Yeah, and unlike any of the other guys battling injuries, right, or being prone in the league, the difference is he's out on the court. So that's where he gets the flowers, right, because he's not sitting on the bench. He's not sitting at home. He's out there. Now, where I think all of it went wrong and all of these narratives where they generated from was not playing the first two games, looking dead in the water, that Sixers team, coming back in those yeah. next two and winning. Right. But, and, and from there, that's where every narrative and story and warrior uh-huh. around Embiid was able to come from. Exactly. Because because Joel Embiid, great warrior, shows up and the Sixers win two yep. at home. When in reality, if Joel Embiid never had a concussion, never fractured his or- orbital bone, there's a realistic chance the same exact script plays out. Where the Heat win games one and two at home, and the Sixers win games three and four in Philadelphia. And last, but you're night, right. last night showed us that. Exactly. And so, but it's easy to say the masked and bead showed up in Philly and all the fortunes changed. It's weird. I didn't hear a ton about how bad Joel Embiid's body felt when the Sixers were winning games, when Joel Embiid was playing well at home and 
he was well enough to go post memes uh, on social media after those wins. But all of a sudden, you lose by 35. You lose by 35, and it's, oh, my God, what is what is wrong with Joel? Are we going to have to to send a wheelchair? Do, does he have to go to the hospital? But it's moved past the physical limitations that we have had fed to us over and over and over again about Joel Embiid. And it's in, in a refusal to give the Heat any sort of credit for how this series transpired and how last night played out, we suddenly went to Joel Embiid and his mental state and his mind, and it started at halftime and then took on a life of its own after that. This was Charles Barkley last night at halftime, the first to bring up that maybe because of an MVP vote that went against Joel Embiid, maybe Joel Embiid was just sad. Joel Embiid is so distracted, in my opinion, by his MVP thing. He is he not there tonight. He, he got six points, but he's not being aggressive. He's throwing the ball away. I'm like, and I wonder on that team who's going to say, yo, man, you, 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 you the MVP. We know you're the MVP. Now go ahead and prove it. But, Ernie, when you are mad about something, it can work, work both ways. And it's working the wrong way for Joel Embiid tonight. He is so distracted. And like I say, Derek Smith, Rick Mahon, and Dan Marley, they told me, man, man, dude, you playing like crap. Get your head out your ass and play better. And somebody got to say that. So Joel Embiid, it's not just that his face is broken. It's not just that his thumb has fallen off and it's being kicked around on the floor at FTX Arena. It's Joel Embiid is sad because he didn't win MVP. But it didn't stop there, Stone, because in the third quarter, Chris Haynes on the TNT broadcast crew, from one of his sideline reports, he laid out his observations at shoot-around and said that Joel Embiid looked disengaged. Joel Embiid looked morose. Joel Embiid was off by his lonesome, didn't look like himself, continuing to perpetuate this Charles Barkley proposed narrative that Joel Embiid was sad because he couldn't win MVP. So let's just make sure we have this checklist correct, okay? Joel Embiid, he didn't play well last night, okay? So his face hurts. Check. Uh, uh, He had a ball. Fly off his face. His face continued to hurt. Check. Okay. Uh, Joel Embiid's thumb hurts. Uh, Check. And Joel Embiid is sad because he didn't win MVP. Check. There's TNT's checklist for why last night went the way last night at least was going in the third quarter. But then Stone after that, guess who took that and ran with it? Spiro Ditas and Grant Hill who I don't like doing this because I'm in the industry and I am a long-time play-by-play voice and I like to give benefit of the doubt wherever it can be in this industry. Spiroditas and Grand Hill have had a bad series. They have had a bad series as the lead TNT crew on this series. From huge three for Maxi in the 76ers with the Sixers down 18 to misidentifying players, to no chemistry whatsoever, to then perpetuating narratives like Embiid being sad. Sadness. Spiro Didis and Grant Hill talked about Joel Embiid for a good six and a half straight minutes in the fourth quarter of a game that the Heat were winning by 
3rd D. When in retrospect, as an athlete, speaking from experience, when you're out on a field, court, pitch, whatever it is, and you know you have no chance, because that first quarter punch, that 31-19 first quarter box score from the Heat, if you're Embiid, right, and you're doing everything you can, at one point, you realize, damn, we're, we're, about dead. To, we're dead. We're about to get our ass kicked. Why hasn't that narrative come up that you're sad because you're realizing mm-hmm. we don't have enough in the mm-hmm. chamber for these guys right now? Like, we are about to get smoked. I know it's coming. I'm watching it happen right in front of my eyes. That might be why you're sad. But then it continued after the game because Charles Barkley did it again. He went after Joel Embiid again for his mental state because he didn't win MVP. And he was challenged on it by Ernie Johnson. On TNT, this is Charles Barkley continuing this this thought, perpetuating this narrative that Joel Embiid not playing well because he's sad. You know, I said at halftime, Joel was so distracted by his MVP stuff. He came out with no energy, distracted, and the rest of the team followed. I'm wondering if there's more than that. No. I'm wondering it, if he's aching. All, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just played good the last two games. Yeah. He, he played okay, yeah. He played yeah. okay. He played well. He, yeah. he played. But, he okay, played look, he's coming off a concussion. He got hit in the face tonight. I don't, I don't know. He played the last two games. I, mean, I, I know. He played, he played well. I know. I'm just, I'm just wondering, man, if, well, and I'm, and if, I'm every, telling, if everything is good. And, and I'm telling is he you, sick? Is he, is he sore from this? I don't know. I, he, I, I told you this before. Nobody cares. I'm just, no, you're I'm right. just wondering. You're right. I'm just telling you my opinion. Okay. Because... He wasn't aggressive. I don't mind you guys having a bad game. He was shooting fadeaway jumpers. He shot a three. He wasn't aggressive. I, I'm trying to figure. He only shot the ball 12, 12 times. 12 times. But Seven out of 12. Remember, he started playing really. He actually made some plays in the second half, but the game was out of control. He was distracted. The other players, you know, because they're going to follow him just like they did in Philly when they won the last two games. And he was out. Uh, he was just out of it. And, man, I feel bad because he's a great kid. But sometimes things happen that bother you. Uh, And tonight he was clearly not there, and the rest of the team followed. That was nearly two minutes. Not one mention of maybe the problem with Joel Embiid last night is the fact that the Heat, like they did with Trey Young, like they've done in Miami with James Harden, put Joel Embiid in basketball hell. That torture chain. Maybe, just maybe, the torture chamber that Stone and I have talked about in this postseason, maybe, and I know this is a novel concept because we're supposed to make excuses for Joel Embiid. It's what we do. We're supposed to to wonder if James Harden can have another great game. But maybe, just maybe, the Heat beat the hell out of the 76ers. I don't know. It's just me. And again, I am an unqualified dumbass who does a week uh, a daily radio show, okay? But maybe, maybe somewhere we can start to talk about how the Heat held the 76ers to under 37% shooting last night. How the Heat... Held James Harden to 5 of 13, (laughs) 4 turnovers, minus 29 last night. How the Heat held Joel Embiid to 12 
field goal attempts and a minus 29 last night and only three free throws last night. How the Heat held Tyrese Maxey to a minus 25. How the Heat held Tobias Harris to a minus 27. How Jimmy Butler was a plus 36. How Jimmy Butler is 27-7-6 average in the postseason. How Jimmy Butler's shooting 53% in the playoffs. How even in losses, Jimmy Butler went for 35-40. and 40. How Max damn Struess is a plus 119 in the postseason and he <laughs> is the highest plus minus of anybody in the playoffs maybe 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 that is what happened to the 76ers last night and is not Joel Embiid having excuses made for him I mean come on they talked about the TNT squad, is what I'm talking about. They talked about Embiid not being aggressive. Well, I mean, I would imagine... There's a reason for that! I would imagine it's hard to be aggressive when you're down 18 points in the second quarter, or down 18 points in the third, or, and the game is just, you're watching it go away. Or it's difficult to be aggressive when the Heat are fighting through screens, and they're doubling Joel Embiid, and they're putting him in hell, and just like we discussed yesterday, the Heat probably needed to do is put the game on James Harden, put the game on Maxi, put the game at the perimeter, let them... Them beat you as opposed to Embiid. That's exactly what Spo did. It's exactly what P.J. Tucker did. It's exactly what Bam did, who was defending one-on-one at times against Joel Embiid. And the Heat, as a result, won by 35. But if you watch the TNT broadcast, Joel Embiid, his face hurts. His thumb hurts. Is he sick? He's sad. Is he sick? <laughs> was the flight not proper enough for him? Did he have to sit in a middle seat? All of those things. We're making excuses when the Heat are the damned better team in the series. Point blank exclamation point. Done. I think there's more time on the clock each and every game that they're in Miami that Peppas gets played. The song comes on earlier and earlier in the game. Last night it was in the third, and then it was again in the fourth. It's just dominant from start to finish. It has been dominant from start to finish. We're 6-0 at home throughout the playoffs. FTX is the spot to be. And now we hold all the cards. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? Who or what contributed most to the heat route of the Sixers last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Who or what contributed most to the heat route? last night maybe maybe I'm wrong and maybe Joel Embiid everything in basketball revolves around him he dictates how basketball is played but I must have missed the memo because last time I checked the Heat are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA with one of the single best defenders in the NBA who are the best three-point shooting team in the NBA in the regular season and guess what they shot threes last night (laughs) And made them, whoa! It, it was almost like Max Strews hurt us yesterday because we were we were contemplating, you know, does he need to go back to the bench, right? Can he do his thing? He's, boom, last night, four for four, off the rip. We're like, okay, that, that's what yep. we needed. Yep. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? Because if you watch the game on TNT, you would think it was just Joel Embiid. He didn't feel good. He was sad. He was hurt. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. Let's start things off in Lake Worth with Kevin. What's going on, Kevin? How we doing, fellas? Good, buddy. So, so yeah, it's it's the heat. 
and you had your own checklist of the excuses that they make for the 76ers, let's go and make our heat checklist here. So one of the things that you brought up was Chuck saying, you know, somebody on the team needs to go to Joel Embiid and say, you're not playing the way that you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Well, the Heat did that earlier in the year. Yep. And it was a big blowout. And everybody was like, oh, is this Jimmy blowing up another team, which is um, like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's so lazy. Everywhere Jimmy goes, yeah. they, go, they go to the playoffs. And then, uh, then they, like, they don't like Jimmy. They trade him, and they are awful after yep. they trade him. Yep. So we do that, and it's frowned upon. And it's, oh, Jimmy's breaking up another team. But now it's needed in – uh, Philly and in Chicago, oh, they're like, oh, Jimmy would be perfect in Chicago. Well, they had him and they didn't want. Uh-huh. Uh So there's one check. Second check of the Heat disrespect is remember in the first round, all oh, the Celtics are just taking Kevin Durant out of his game. Right. They all they gave all the credit to the Celtics uh-huh. and their defense. Yep. But when Trey Young when Trey, can't, yeah. can't do anything against us. It they didn't they didn't go great defense by the Heat. They questioned if Trey Young is a superstar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, in the in, the, in the, game one when he fell down and grabbed at his ankle, did that affect him for the entire series? That's what the narrative was. Yeah. And we're seeing it once again with Joel Embiid. Oh, he has to climb the mountain right. that is the first seed in the in the East. They don't say the Miami Heat. Right. They say, oh well, they're the first seed in the East, and he has to beat them with a broken orbital. Well, the mountain itself is the Miami Heat. Why don't you talk about mountain? Yeah, yeah. They, they don't. Uh, they, the, heat, the Heat deserved to be in this spot, and the thing with Embiid, and appreciate the call, is how many times can you go to the well of an injury storyline when the subject of that storyline is always hurt? Like, yeah. That's... That's his reality. Kev was spot on. I most definitely appreciate and, that call. And you know he's what? Right, the Celtics. It was my yeah, God. Spot on with that. They 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 shut down Kevin Durant. Oh my goodness. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford. What a team. What a collection. Here it's is Joel Embiid okay? What's wrong with Joel? Why are the Sixers losing? I am begging for. One of these headlines to come up on first take, and it needs to be it needs to be written like this: Where does this Miami Heat defense rank all time? Like, right, let's get crazy, right? Let, let's gas these Heat up and talk about this defense, just like Kevin pointed out. It's a really, really good but point. This goes back to how, unless you're down here, unless you're in the confines of South Florida, Eric Spolstra is given zero credit. Period. Zero credit. Not a single solitary compliment. Last night, I think PJ Tucker gave Eric Spolstra the highest compliment that he will ever receive when he was talking about the adjustments made from game four to game five. And P.J. Tucker said, and I'm paraphrasing, that he thought Eric Spolster was going to be more of a dictator when he came in. Turns out that hasn't been the case, and that's not the case everywhere. Yeah. He let Jimmy and Lowry and P.J. Tucker talk amongst themselves, figure it out themselves, and then they brought it to Spo, And Spo instituted some of what they had discussed. That that is a coach, and that's also another topic to talk about. Right, talk about that culture, and I know we're we're gonna get to Perk, and he does talk about the Heat culture, but there aren't teams even in this playoffs right now that are doing that. It's mm. just the Miami Heat, but we don't hear a damn thing. I want Seventy Sixers fans out there who I'm sure you're reeling this morning, but I want I want oh yeah this afternoon, but I want to be heard loud and clear. Okay, so so turn up your radios or. 
turn up your phone if you've got the earbuds in because this needs to this needs to resonate, okay? The Heat are the one seed for a reason in the Eastern Conference. The Heat were the best team even limited this season in the Eastern Conference. This series was never going to center around or be dictated solely by the contributions of Joel Embiid. The major contributor in this series, Embiid or no Embiid, was always going to be what Eric Spolstra put onto the floor in terms of personnel and in terms of game plan. That, more than anything prior to Game 1, was going to make the difference in this Heat 76ers series. Eric Spolstra's personnel, his game plan, was always at the top of the list of what was going to dictate the outcome of this series. You would never know it by the excuse machine that's thrown Joel Embiid's way, and I'm not being insensitive. I respect Joel Embiid and what he's doing. But the constant excuses that we're trying to make for a man who was not the top person or aspect of the series, even at the jump, is absurd. I could not agree more. And just to multiply that point, I saw something, whether it was yesterday or the day before, that is Dorian Finney-Smith the best role player in these playoffs? And it's like, Spolstra throws... Five, six dudes in there off the bench who we don't know. And you got Max Schroes, 19 and 10, a double-double. Gabe Vincent is the one with the headset on after the game talking to TNT. Why? Because he's a difference maker. Like, there are all season long we've just talked about depth, depth, depth. And we show it off every yes. single night. We, You cannot sit there and be shocked at what's happening right. when the Heat have two starting lineups that they can put out on the floor, including a bench that suddenly got better when Victor Oladipo showed up in the Hawks series. Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, just, just put that into perspective. You're passing a torch off to Oladipo, right? And he, at times when he's in, is the leader of that offense. Like, he's mm-hmm. the conductor. Like, come on. who? What other team is bringing in a guy, a former All-Star, that can just lead your offense that hasn't played all season, that's not in the starting lineup? Nobody has that guy. I'm just We I'm, got four. I'm just tired of, if it's not Joel Embiid's face, it's his thumb. If it's not his thumb, he's sad. Like... Why Why are we incapable of sitting down and just saying Eric Spolstra is really good at what he does and P.J. Tucker is a champion and Jimmy Butler is a number one? Nobody in this postseason is having a postseason like Jimmy Butler. Oh my no one. God. He is the best player in the playoffs. Let's discuss that. Let's discuss that instead of Joel Embiid's mental state because he's wah-wah over the MVP when that's not even true when he shot that down after the game. When you're getting your ass whooped out there on a basketball court and there's a guy on the other team, on the other side, just completely controlling the pace, dictating possessions, right, bringing things down to the shot clock and just getting buckets at his will, which is Jimmy Butler, and he's done it the entire playoffs, that's what makes you sad, Embiid. That's what just takes... The wind out of your sail. And I'm not bagging on Embiid here because Joel Embiid's not the one who is throwing out these narratives. Yeah. It's his team. It's the media who are, for some reason, in the bag for him. I don't understand it. No, I I don't think we should help him beat out that much because I'm talking second quarter with six minutes left. His hands are on his knees when we're shooting free throws, and he doesn't even look up. 
Like, he's exhausted. Well, uh, Playing into that. When he got hit in the face, he got his own free six-minute timeout. Yeah. Like, like as much of a warrior, I know that he's banged was, up. That, That's and, him. And I get why that hurts. I mean, he took a basketball to, oh, the, to, to the face. That sucks. But then he gets up, sees the replay, sees the ball hit him, and he's still calling for a foul. Bro, you got hit with the ball. It's not a foul. <laughs> Sixers fans, he got hit with the ball. It's not a foul. And if you have a broken face... And you're playing. It's going to hurt. Chances are you might be get hit in the face. <laughs> it, it, it might just happen. Let's go to West Palm. That's where Chris is. What's going on, Chris? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for doing the show. Yep. So, uh, I mean, I'm a longtime Spurs fan here, and I got to say, you guys are winning because you're playing beautiful basketball. There's nothing else to it. And what do NBA fans hate more than anything is actual team basketball. Yeah, they like so individual I, I stars. Yeah, it's like where we're obsessed exactly. with Harden I think and Embiid. That's why. Yeah. And we exactly. know exactly. That's as why, Heat you know, fans, you guys get ignored. And, and Chris, I mean, honestly, as Heat fans, we know exactly what the Spurs' beautiful basketball looks like more than anybody. We fell victim to it. Nearly did it twice. No, no, absolutely. And, and let me tell you, Spolstra clearly learned from that. I wasn't a big Spolstra fan back then when we were going back-to-back with you guys, but I've really become one. Like, the guys improved as a coach phenomenally. Obviously, his teams are great. His management of players are great. And, and really, it's really, it's just aren't getting enough attention because it's more interesting to look at Joel Embiid and you know like let's be fair he's probably pound for pound the best player out there so when you have the best player and you don't win that's what they go for you know it's it's like you know they're trashing Giannis right now oh Giannis sucks he only put up 30 and 18 you know what I mean it's it's like one of those things uh and and you guys deserve all the credit I hope you guys really you know I hope you guys go all the way I'm rooting for you just because I love watching that kind of basketball Appreciate you, Chris. Let's head to Boca. That's where Bobby is. Bobby's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Bobby? Hey, Ken. What's going on? How are you, brother? I'm hanging in there, man. You know, I listen every day at lunchtime, but I got to be honest with you, man. You guys are a couple of homers. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's so obvious. First I'm not of all, you're mocking that. a guy. You're mocking. I mean, come on, man. You, what happened after game three and four? You shut your mouth, right? Well, I mean, we said the Heat weren't in trouble. We still were confident after that. I, we're not mocking anybody. If anything, I'm mocking Charles Barkley. You're, mock, you're mocking Joel. You're mocking, him, you're mocking a guy playing with a fractured orbital bone. How did I mock him, Bobby? Bobby right how did I mock him? How did I mock him? You're, 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 you're making me sound like wah, 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 like no, he's crying. No, I'm saying that he <laughs> is – I'm saying that other people are saying that about him. I didn't mock him. Everything I pointed out about Embiid is true. He's always hurt. He's a warrior for playing right now. And he he's also, always hurt. He, was, he, he played this entire year without being injured. Okay, and any playoff run that they've had, he has suddenly developed an injury, whether it was earlier in his career with his back, it's his knee, it's his foot, it's you his You know thumb. what, man? Ken – Ken, let me be, have you ever worn a jock strap in your life? I have, actually. I used to be a catcher. What I didn't like is how it chafed the inside of my crotch, though. That didn't feel real good. It didn't feel real good? So no. what was that, in grade school? Uh, it was actually junior high and high school, but you know what's good for the crotch rot is actually gold bond. That's where I felt that I really enjoyed wearing a jock yeah. strap there, Bobby. Now, okay, I'm going to defend the Homer thing in a sense, or the Embiid stuff in the slightest. Right, he's the best He's not playing as if he's the best player in the series, but right, he's a superstar, top, what, five, MVP, MVP season. We don't need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. We know this. We are going on to step two, three, four, and five because step one is, right, and be the superstar. 
snub MVP. Like, we know this stuff. Everybody knows this stuff. If, if we were to get on here and talk about why Embiid's the best in the MVP, we don't need to. Yeah. When you turn on the telly, when you turn on the broadcast, right, it's him, him, him. So we're just playing devil's advocate right hey, in the home state. But we already give him his flowers. But I listen, there's no doubt we're homers, but nothing we're saying here is inaccurate. There's nothing we've said here that's inaccurate. Also, too, I'm curious. How many of you that played basketball actually wore a cup? How many of you that played basketball wore a jock strap and a, a, jock, strap and a jock strap and a cup? Well, what else would Bobby have come out with you with? A headband? Yeah. Uh, because yeah. He's, what he's, but he's, I'm did just you saying, ever worn a pair of basketball shorts? A, I mean, he, there's nothing really else about the jock In a basketball strap. conversation, it's weird to bring up the jock. Because I don't think that many basketball players wear a uh, a jock strap in a cup. So, so two questions here. Okay? I, I would use that cup if two. I was wearing it in a basketball game. You're leaning on people. You're going oh, up yeah, maybe. right there on that dunk. But John Morant would just lay that cup right on your face. If you're up and down the floor, I mean, wearing a cup is probably <laughs> not the most ideal thing. Because again, it makes your the either either side of that uh, that area really really raw. You got to gold bond that up, man, or at least some A&D cream or something. So two questions here. Who or what contributed most to the Heat route last night? Was it actually the Heat, or was it indeed Joel Embiid? Was he sad, like Chris Haynes and Charles Barkley said? Maybe it was Joel Embiid in his face. Maybe it was Joel Embiid in his thumb. I mean, it's not, it, was, it was Deadman giving him hell. I mean, Dwayne Deadman gave him hell. Evan <laughs> pointed it out at 11.55. Right. Pam Adebayo gave him hell. P.J. Tucker gave him hell. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And if you played basketball at any level, did you wear a cup? A jock strap and a cup? I'm genuinely curious. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years in the sports industry, guiding the executives of tomorrow. It's how you get into sports. It's how you get into the business end of sports. There is no better way to do so. It's ranked number 19 in the world. Not in the country, but in the world, according to Sport Business, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, proud title partner of Ken LeVick Alive. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? And if you played basketball, did you wear a jock strap in a cup? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He stole the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. He did wear a cup when he played quarterback at South Fork High School and at Southern Illinois. I'm Ken Lavica. They made me itchy. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. It's becoming pretty clear that this is just going to be a series for home court. But the best part is it's Advantage Heat. It is Advantage Heat. They're the ones who got the one seed. They're the ones who were the best team in the regular season. They, by the way, have the best point differential of any team in the playoffs. So, while the Sixers tied up that series at 2-2, and it was, oh, the Heat are in trouble, the Heat are fraudulent. They haven't struggled any worse than any other team in this postseason, including the defending Western Conference champions. Okay? I. 
It's there's this this constant desire to see this team fail, and then when they do succeed, not give credit and find an excuse for why it's happening, and it's it's infuriating. It is it's downright annoying, and we've explored at length the reasons why this happens, but we saw it play out in real time last night, where Charles Barkley at halftime lays out that maybe Joel Embiid is distracted and he's sad because he didn't win MVP. And then it gets perpetuated further by Chris Haynes' sideline report. Spiro Ditas takes the baton from him, and him and Grant Hill have a lengthy conversation about it, his mental state because he didn't win MVP. Because, of course, when you're tired of talking about his face and his thumb, you have to go to that route. Or when you're completely unable to give the Heat credit for anything with arguably the most consistent best coach of the last two decades in the NBA at the helm, you go to those places. And then Charles Barkley revisits it in the postgame. I find it very off-putting. I find it very lazy, to be honest. When the numbers tell a story, but that's not good enough. That's not good enough for the one seed in the East. I bet... If the Brooklyn Nets were the one seed in the East, I bet if the Boston Celtics were the one seed in the East, I bet if the Milwaukee Bucks were the one seed in the East, there'd be a lot of praise. Wow, what a game plan. Wow, what outstanding help defense. Wow, that three-point shot, when they knock it down, they're unstoppable. But when it's the heat, it's, oh, Joel Embiid's face is broken. I find myself almost focusing on possible headlines for the Heat, right? Like, like what could we be seeing on the television and on the radio? And I came up with another one. And Kevin brought it up, right? The Spurs fan, who's got pop, and he, now he's got the respect for Spo. And he talked about player development. What about this? Um, who, what coach, and the last time you remember, is developing players in the middle of the playoffs? Now we're one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals, and this guy is in the midst of player yeah. development. I've never like, seen anything like that, it. That's horrible. It's impossible. Max Struess has the best plus-minus rating <laughs> of any player in the postseason. Who the hell is Max Struess? Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Ja, Ja, Giannis, Giannis, all of them. The uh, Jason Tatum, who suddenly we've put him in the top five players in the NBA. It's Max Struess. Think about that. <laughs> no other coach is doing that. There were possessions last night where Struess is picking up James Harden. And, like, in the middle of picking him up, he's got eyes on the heat bench and he's laughing, right? Because it's a joke. Like, it's a joke that now it's 2022 and we got Struess locking James Harden up. None of it makes sense, but at the same time, for people like us, homers, it does. It's almost like it was entirely predictable that James Harden couldn't do that two games in a row. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like that was the easiest prediction we've made in the year and a half history of this radio show. And the problem is everybody made it. I kind of wanted to go against the grain being like, no, homeboy found his rhythm. You wanted to rhythm. be contrarian. I, I wanted to be contrarian, right? He found his rhythm. No, he got his feet under him. It's just so sad because he didn't. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? And if you played basketball, did you wear a cup? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Let's head back to the phones and let's bring in Vito in Stewart. What's up, Vito? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, brother. So, I think a couple things were the biggest contributors. One, 
I mean, I'll preface it by saying this. I'm a huge Philly fan, huge Sixers fan. Yeah. Um, you guys made it sound a little bit like homers before, but I'll leave that one there. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding on that. But we know no, we're honestly, homers. We know, I we know the this. Biggest, I think the biggest thing is that the Heat have a bunch of guys bought into the system. Sure. You know, you got the star players, Jimmy. You got everybody's bought in. So that's number one. I think that's the biggest thing that's going to take the rest of the series. The second and the third are both Philly. And I think it starts with Maxi. all those turnovers through yeah. the first half. Yeah. They were disgusting. Hard to watch. And then you guys were watching when Embiid went to save that out-of-bounds pass and toss it back in. And he, and he hurt and he his back. Fell. Yeah. So I think that contributing, because that was before the face uh, the, the, ball. the face gate, if yeah. you will. Face gate, um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I, I just think from when he, from that, you know, he was holding his back, he couldn't even stand up, his thumb, you know, the face. Real time, I was calling for the foul. You know I was as a Philly fan, but, you know, they brought that replay back. Yeah. You got to call and, it. Vito, what I will say I just, here, and I, I don't I don't want it to come off like I, I, I hate Joel Embiid. Like, I... I'm annoyed by the coverage of Embiid, but Embiid doesn't typically bring this on himself. What I think is hurting Embiid are these talking heads who are making the excuses for him. Joel Embiid hasn't made any excuses. And he was right last night when he said, if I don't take to the floor, people in Philly are going to call me soft, especially coming off of what happened with Ben Simmons. they'll call for his head. Yeah, but... They'll call for his head. But it's this, it's the Charles Barkley, he's distracted. It's the Chris Haynes, he looked sad. It's the continuing conversation about that. That does Joel Embiid no favors, and it's not his fault. And you know what? I think it it all so I think Embiid can handle that, but then you look at the guys around him. You got Harden, you got these young kids like Shake, Milton, Thibel. Yeah. You know they hear that stuff too, and they 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 have that added pressure. Then you got to think about how Harden's feeling after he just you know I thought he was going to come back and at least give another good performance, but listen, you can't ask the guy for that, and you got to ask these guys like Maxi to put up thirty. You got to ask you know Thibault yeah. to get a couple steals. It's just know? that and roster is not constructed like that. It. That roster is just not, not constructed. Like they exactly, exactly. And Vito, appreciate the call. See, that's that's just sense. Like Vito's a Philly guy. That's just sense. It's respect. Nobody's making up the Embiid injuries. He is hurt. He is in pain. I get it, but he's also consistently hurt and in pain, and he's played through it before. He's trying to play through it. If he's going to be on the floor, he is available to be criticized. He didn't show up last night, but he didn't show up because the heat dictated everything that happened on the floor last night. That has nothing to do with his face or his thumb. Right, and I I think he's available to be criticized by us because what did we do earlier in the week and last week, right? We cried that he didn't win the MVP. We even brought on Christian Winfield who voted for yeah, Embiid. We, we brought we were pro Embiid winning the MVP 2 days ago because he's the he's the top 3 player in the league right now like whether you like it or not. We've admitted to that. But now we're just talking about how he's overexposed and when you get your ass beat 
We shouldn't be talking about you. We should be talking about the ass beater. We should be talking about the ass beater. So (laughs) we apologize for sounding like Homer. No, I don't apologize for crap. But we're the ass beaters. Like, we want want it right now. I I want the record to show, and Stone's my boy. Stone can apologize. I'm not apologizing for a damn thing. (laughs) 888-760-3776. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? And, oh, I forgot to get from Vito if he uh, wore a cup. When he played basketball, 888-760-3776. Mark is in West Palm. What's going on, Mark? Hey, how's it going, Ken? Uh, good good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, brother. I think the, the thing that most people don't really think about um, or gets talked about because it's not sexy is, is defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Heat have been crushing it all year on defense, and that's what's put them in this position of the number one ranking. But I also think about, like, um, you know, a basketball team being five players, like five fingers on a hand. Every finger has its own job to do. Right. You know, you can't, you can't do something with your hand without your thumb. You know, you can't turn a doorknob well. So it's like that with your basketball team. You know, you got offense, defense. But those other things that really play a key part are leadership, coaching, and not having any team drama. And because there's not a lot of team drama – and, you know, they're not being talked about by these uh, commentators like some of these other teams are. Right. So, and and, and you know, that's fair, I, Mark. And even in this in this realm, like what I do for a living, I mean, a lot of it is dependent upon drama or, or angles to take. But I think that then, especially when you're in this position, especially in this market, what happens is you've got to sort of erase that and you've got to give credit to a team that I think should be embraced for how they play and for being as good as they actually are when the rest of the outside doesn't want to give them the proper credit. And I'm, I'm willing to sit on that pedestal and carry that torch if need be. Exactly, exactly. Appreciate the call, Mark. Thank you. Speaking of hand, what is the most useless finger? It's the wrist finger, right? Or the ring finger. Wrist finger, what? The ring finger. Yeah, it's got to right? be. Like, you can do anything Scientifically, without a ring finger, right? Yeah. You got both edges covered, left and right. Yeah, the <laughs> ring finger is definitely the most useless. And the thumb, we know that's the most important. For, eh. if we don't have a thumb, we're like a dog, right? <laughs> Actually, yes. My dog can't open a door. Mm. They're learning. <laughs> they're they're self aware. Those I, dogs. I've, I've started to see a bunch of dog or door opening dogs. Oh well, now we're dead. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero Three seven seven six. He is still on the banner. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Uh, it is uh, it's painful on the old back to have to carry this heat mantle in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Luckily, I got Evan Cohen on one side of me. Got JMP on the other side of me. I got Stone. I got Theo. We'll do it together. It's a team effort, much like the Heat. It's a team effort. The Mafia. The Mafia. That's right. You know what? We need to get we need to get Evan on tomorrow. I think. For sure. Let's let's um let's get Evan on tomorrow. Now now I think that's the petty pettiness in you because you want to take the Homer thing overboard. But hey, let's do it. No, Let's no, do no. It. I don't want to take it overboard. No, I, I just need... Wait, listen, I want to make something very, 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 very clear. If you think I'm a homer for the heat, if you think I'm a homer, 
Just wait until Evan joins tomorrow. <laughs> That's, what That's what I'm okay? saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I ain't nothing <laughs> compared to that. That man is like the embodiment of of heat culture. Like lives his life, yes. second to second, as if Pat Riley is dictating how he progresses throughout his days. Uh, we're presented by. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Uh, I want to remind everybody that if you miss any part of Ken Levick Alive, check out the podcast. It is free wherever you get your podcasts. It's Ken Levick Alive. Download it, subscribe to it, enjoy it, love it. It's yours every day after we wrap up Ken Levick Alive. And hey, Pat Lawler, my friend, my man, and the best damn lawyer you're going to find. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat Lawler's been doing it for decades. His staff including himself, decades of trial experience, getting you the compensation you deserve. It is tough to navigate when you're in a personal injury situation. You don't know who you can trust, and there are a lot of people trying to grab your money. Well, Pat Lawler is trying to win you the compensation, trying to fight for you, and that really is what sets him apart from an awful lot of other personal injury attorneys. It's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com for the free consultation. WantToLawyerUp.com. Whether it's slip and fall, automobile, motorcycle, boating, any personal injury matter, make it Pat Lawler. Make it Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. And get to WantToLawyerUp.com for your free consultation. I, I am, I'm really sort of annoyed with the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if, if and Stone, oh, I know you no. saw it. I don't know if Dolphins fans or even not Dolphins fans were on social media this morning oh, and trust saw me, Trust me, if you're any bit of a Dolphins fan, you saw it. The Dolphins put out a, a video on Twitter that shows Tua Tungavailoa throwing a pass that's caught by Tyreek Hill. And that's good. Uh, it, it, it's meant to, to get everybody excited. It's meant to, to get everybody super amped, and it's a little bit of a slow time for football, so... I get it. Right, get some content out. The um the problem is Tua's throw is underthrown by probably a good ten yards to where Tyreek Hill has to catch it like a punt. At a full stop. Full stop. Even looks like he took a step forward to catch it. <laughs> and uh, immediately the Tua detractors jumped all over it. Like piranhas. All over it. I had not only the super annoying Fort Pierce Westwood head football coach Chris Coquel uh, quote tweeted me this this morning. I had scores of Dolphins fans, scores of anti-Tua people, because uh, again, I'm the president of the pro-Tua faction in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Oh my God, look at this, Ken. Look at this. People are mocking Tua, and it is... Um, it's not a great look. It's not a great look. I mean, never mind the fact that Patrick Mahomes underthrew Tyreek Hill plenty of times, and Tyreek Hill is awesome, and he adjusted to it and scored touchdowns on it. Um, but it's not doing Tua any favors. And I, I just think that somebody in the Dolphins organization, and I'm sure that there is a system of checks and balances, much like our government, uh, that, that dictate what gets posted from the official Dolphins account and, and what stays on the cutting room floor or just on the admin's phone. Okay, I would have suggested maybe not posting that. Just maybe. All it's done is provide ammunition for the Tua has a rag arm, Tua has a noodle arm, Tua has no arm contingent that is so vocal and so, so, so uh, hungry for, for a feast 
that pertains to Tua not having a strong arm. And the Dolphins, Tua's organization, the Dolphins fed the Tua detractors this on a platter this morning. Some things just shouldn't be posted. And if I was the Dolphins, I would have taken it down right away. But as of 12.58 Eastern time, it's still there. Now, this may sound, you know, weird or overboard, but I am sure the man, woman, guy, girl, whoever posted that is facing at least some consequences. Like, hey. (laughs) You think punishment is coming? I do think punishment is coming along the lines of, hey, anything you post has to come through me, 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 and her and him before you do anything. Because whoever posted it isn't football savvy because he drops back, right? You get excited in the first five, six seconds of the video and then that ball flies. And, and, and we spoke about it earlier. It's I not know. a tight spiral. And, and that's one of Tua's specialties is, is non-spiral balls. And Tyreek Hill comes to a complete standstill to catch this ball. Just completely going with the oh, – man, it's brutal. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's still up. And it is it – is, it, Tua haters, it's ammo. It is ammo. And it, like, it, but I've seen, I've seen Dolphins fans posting dra- diagrams because it's not immediately obvious where on the field they are. <laughs> like Diagrams of where, based on what's in the background behind Tua and then behind Tyreek Hill, how far the pass went. People trying to estimate based off of, of that, that, that 20 second video how far the throw was. And then I have screenshots people are sending me of Tua as he's throwing it. His eyes are closed. Like, that means anything. I just blinked right now. It doesn't mean that I can't speak to Stone. That's a natural human reaction. Your eyes get dry and you blink. I don't think Tua's standing back there with his eyes closed and just praying on the ball as he throws it. Any quarterback who plays will tell you that they have pictures of themselves with their eyes closed throwing it. It yes. comes with exerting pressure. Yes. Like, you're not breathing. And, 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 and I'm, t- no, I'm I serious. Like, I like uh, physiologist uh, Stone Lebanowitz. I'll That's tell you right good. now. If I'm taking a one, two, three step, right, and I'm going to throw that that throwing motion, same as a bench press. Like, a lot of people will, will come up and you're not breathing. When you're throwing a ball, you're not breathing. Yeah. So it's like, a, and when you're doing that, your eyes are closed. So I got pictures of me with my eyes closed, too. But, Ken, overall, I think we've got to take this L. It is uh, a, no, I'm, it I'm, is an L. I have nothing to I mean, listen, Tua's still gonna beat the Jets twice and still beat the Patriots <laughs> twice because that's all he's done in his career. Okay. Let's just so take it. It's gonna be hilarious when that happens again, and then I can refer back to the video, but that's not gonna happen until like October. But for now, you're right. We gotta take the L because the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, the team that employs Tua, that's depending on Tua Tung of Ioloa to take the leap and lead an uber talented offense. To a deep postseason run, the Dolphins served up the Tua haters with prime rib. Prime rib in the form of an underthrown football. Who or what continued or who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who or what contributed most to the heat route last night? And if you haven't seen it, Check out the Dolphins tweet with the, uh, the two a throw. I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. Somebody get to that admin and ask, what are you doing with the Dolphins social media staff? I'm here to help the Dolphins. This is me helping the Dolphins. I'm sure they got job you need to applications. Take it down. There, there are job applications. They got flooded. Like stick, I want to run your social media. Stick to intermediate throws, please, until the season starts. Please, if you're going to post a th- to a throw, 
Make sure it's intermediate or in the flat. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.